Oh, hi, everybody. Oh my gosh, I am in the most wonderful place in Hyannis, Massachusetts you ever want to go. I'll tell you all about it in just a minute. So come along, let's have another Cape Conversations. Everybody. Well, I wonder where I'm sitting. Das Boot is behind me here, a beautiful sailboat, model. Hmm, could I be way far away from Sandwich and maybe in Hyannis? I am, and I am sitting with the executive director of the fabulous Maritime Museum right here in Hyannis, and it's for all of Cape Cod. I am sitting with Liz Rabideau. <laughs> hey, Liz. Hey, Melinda. Nice to see you. Good to Again. see you. Again, I know. Well, Liz, come on now. How long have we known oh, each God, other? Oh, God, 20 years. Oh, my God. I'm, at least. At, at least. At, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, your, your husband, where did you come from? Oh, so all, a lot I mean, of different I know places. I your mother and father. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I well, get originally. Um, <laughs> Well, many places, but I'm from Connecticut originally. I so. see. But moved around quite a bit, yeah. like around New England yeah. and the East Coast. And how have you, landed long have you here. lived on the Cape? So we've lived on the Cape since uh, 1999, and yeah. we came here because we bought a business, a publishing company, uh -huh. and we grew that for 15 years. So and what was it? That was Rabbitoh Media Group, yeah. and we did Cape Cod Magazine, of Cape course. Cod Guide, yeah. South Shore Living, Chatham oh, Magazine, my gosh, yeah. and a, a variety of other publications through the years. But Excellent. we sold that about five and a half years ago. And after that, I decided I really wanted to plunge more deeply into the nonprofit world uh -huh. and uh, eventually landed here. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So how long have you been here? Just over a year. So I was started. So um, you're kind of a newbie. Oh, I'm a newbie. Yeah. 100%. I'm going to milk that for a while. <laughs> Well, it's a great location, it that's is. for sure. Oh, we, we have the best place to work on Cape Cod. The views of the harbor are amazing. Right. And we're not the only ones who get to enjoy it. Anyone right. who comes here gets to enjoy the views. Which is terrific. It, it's amazing. It's, it's so beautiful to see the harbor change every day. And every day it's a little bit different with all the activity. I live on a tidal marsh. Mm-hmm. And so... It's not like living on the ocean, right? Uh, which is good when you talk about oh, flood insurance. For sure. Uh, and we live up high, but mm -hmm. living on a tidal marsh every day, if I took a picture every day, it would look different every day. Absolutely. And people don't believe that, but no. it's really true. It so and I'm is. sure here on the harbor with mm -hmm. the comings and the mm -hmm. goings and the mm -hmm. people and whatever. Well, it's a real working harbor. So you have the ferries coming in and out, you have fishing boats, you have pleasure boats. Every season's different, every day is different. So um, it's, we never tire of it. And the sunsets are spectacular. I bet. Just spectacular. I bet. So, so have you put a lot on Facebook and I missed them? We do. So Instagram and Facebook, okay. um, particularly Instagram in terms of pictures, what, what? Cape, uh, Cape Cod Maritime Museum Excellent. for both Facebook for both. and Instagram. So yes. Good. Absolutely. So you've been here a year. Yes. Um, tell me. Mm. How did you end up? I mean, I know you came here because <laughs> you wanted to go into nonprofit work, mm. but how did you end up? I mean, this is... You think of a guy and you think of a sailor. Okay. Or a, so, former, yeah. a former Marine or something. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised I'm here too because I was really focused in my nonprofit work around the social service um, uh -huh. 
industry. But I saw this opportunity and decided to, as they say, throw my hat in the ring. Mm -hmm. And I got a call back and we just really clicked in terms of the work that I had done um, helping people in transition, um, particularly management transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also the application of my publishing background. As I say to people, a museum is just another way of telling a story like you sure. tell in a magazine. Right. So it's very visual, you have to tell the story, the history, right. that type of thing. So it, it, at first it seems a little bit odd, but then it really started to make a lot of sense, particularly the more I worked here. So, sure, yeah, sure. That's well, and the other thing too is usually museums, a maritime mm -hmm. museum obviously, is made up of people's stuff. So is this people's stuff? A little bit, you know. So, I mean, yes. we're in a beautiful room with lovely, I mean, mm -hmm. gorgeous model boats. So we do have some of our own collections and some of these model boats, but we also do a lot of borrowing and lending from other um, historical societies and institutions. We create our own exhibits. We have uh, an exhibit that, again, a lot of it is gifted to us or um, lended to us. So. That's just a nice way of being able to turn over exhibits, have something new, allow people who might have things in their attic to you know, see the sure. light of day. Right. Uh, we'll come up with an exhibit a story, so to speak, and then we'll go out to our different network and say, hey, we want to put together a, a Mayflower exhibit or a navigation exhibit, and we know sort of what we want, and then we'll reach out to people to say, do you have you know, things. We don't have a lot of storage here, so our collection is not huge, mm -hmm. but we have no problem collaborating with other institutions and bringing things together. So oh, that's it, great. It is. It's a nice way to work uh, with the So community. what do you guys, so it's winter. It is. Well, it's not winter. It's close to winter. <laughs> <laughs> Although today it's I thought it away. Yeah, it's cold <laughs> enough. Um, so do you, you, do you take a respite in Absolutely the winter? Absolutely not. Okay. No, when You're I came open. on. No. When I came on board, they, they had taken respites. They'd always made the museum available, but my intention was to really ensure that the public could know when we were open and count on us. Wait, so don't tell me consistency. Oh. I know. What a concept. When you say we're open, we're open. <laughs> so I, last year when I started, that was the first thing I said is we're just, we're going to be open. We're committed to year round, but we have shorter winter hours and we try to keep up on our Facebook and our website with what those hours are. So right now we're Wednesday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, during the in season, we're open seven days a week so that yeah. we can really do, um, you know, serve the entire visitor and second homeowner and local. Right. During the winter, we may not be open, the museum may not be open, but we have some things happening every day. So we have increased our classes, our lectures, oh. uh, so our boat building particularly. So every day we have something going on here. So we may be closed in terms of the museum on Mondays, but we're doing women's boat building on Monday night. So we're here, we're active, and we want the, you know, we want everyone to engage. Okay. So explain to me women's boat building. Yes, so this is a brand new class that we started this year. Do they really build a boat? They really do. It's a small pram, it's a, it's a rowboat. We have four women in this class and we already have a wait list for future classes. No way. And I know, it's great. That's it really great. is, the demand was there. We knew that when I started, but we wanted to find the right boat. So what we wanted to do was find the boat, wooden boat, that uh, people could build, and I don't wanna say just women, men too, that you could carry as a single person. So you could put the boat maybe right. in the back of a pickup right. and pick it up <clears throat> and take it to the water. You wouldn't right. need trailers and all of that. So we, we looked for the appropriate model boat. We found one and then we make, uh, we make one before we start a class so we can see what the detail is in making a boat like that. So our boat right, Bruce did that last winter, and we were finally we have a ready. Boat right? We have a boat right now. That's a fancy name. 
I'm for a what? Boat builder? A boat builder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I know nothing about boats. I live on Cape Cod. I know nothing that's, about oh, boats. That's why we're here. Uh, there you go. And so he built the boat so he would understand how to teach the women. And so we started that class about three weeks ago, and they're having a ball. These women just... They're just having so much fun, four women. I don't know if they knew each other or not, but they certainly know each other now. Yeah. And again, we're just gonna keep doing that, and not just for women. This class will be open co-ed as well. What happens to the boat? Once so, it's because there's only one boat. There's only one boat. And there's four and women. For the first class, we had one of our women go, I'm buying it. So the idea is that we don't have a lot of storage, so the idea is when we start a class, there's an option to buy the boat, the, the completed boat, uh, or we'll donate it to another organization for a fundraising, or we can try and sell it as a fundraiser for the museum. Mm -hmm. So we don't keep the boats here. I see. Mm -hmm. okay. And we have other boats for sale. Oh, you do? People are curious. Yes. We also have a middle school uh, boat building class. On Saturday mornings, we have uh, volunteers who work with middle school students on Saturday mornings, and they build something called a Bevins Junior, which is a small rowboat, a skiff. And they build that together, and then that boat also can be sold to anyone who would like a, a skiff for their, um, their own use. Uh, or again, we've donated those for people to raffle off but mm -hmm. I've been in this building, mm -hmm. most parts of this building. Yes. Where are they? Out back? Or? Right. So we have them on our patio. Some of them are inside. It depends on the weather and the conditions. Right. But we do. We don't have a ton of boats, but we have a number, and they're they're easy enough to store. Oh, excellent. Mm -hmm. They're small boats. We can't make big boats. So these are about right. twelve. You're not going to make a cat eight boat. to twelve. Feet. Um, we're not going to. Well. The room that you're sitting in, when the museum first opened, right. this room was where we built our cat boat, Sarah. Really? So this act, exactly. So because I've we, heard of Sarah. Right. So um, she's a replica cat boat, and we have her in the water in the summer that we go out. We can take the public out on sails for her. Mm -hmm. But she was built in this room. So, but what the what the museum decided after it it started up and it built the cat boat, they really wanted to have exhibit space to tell more of the story about sure. the maritime history on Cape Cod. So they moved the boat building downstairs. So we have a, a boat building wood shop um, in the basement, along with our community room and our mm -hmm. library. So this whole floor is for exhibit space oh, to tell great. the story of boat building and boating and navigation and history. And Well, do you have a board of directors? We do have a board of directors. And who's the president of the board currently? Or chairman, I don't know the how chair you do The chair is Craig Ashworth. Uh, and so he is a local, he works in construction. He's, um, been on the Cape for a long time, a, a boat lover, a sailboat boat lover. lover, as yeah. they all are. Yeah. Yes, uh, they're not. I mean, they all love boats, but they also love history. So yeah. it's a nice mix of people who are. It's we're not, you know, not just sailors. Right. People who are involved in this museum are really interested in things like the history of. Uh, navigation or the history of boat building on the Cape or just the sea and our relationship to it fishing and all of that. So we have a nice diversity there. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, it is. It really is mm -hmm. wonderful. So you have classes. Yes, we do. Uh, what other kind of classes other than boat building? Well, so we do be? so we do some skills classes. So this winter we're doing a whole series of classes around restoring a smaller cat boat and the I different see. little pieces of that. And so those classes will be individual. We've done knot tying classes, splicing classes, but then we also have a whole lecture series. Oh. So again, that can be considered a class uh, where people come in and speak about 
different parts of history. We've had shipwrecks, we've had um, adventure voyages. So we've had people who have captained boats and gone to Greenland or down the Northwest Passage, and they share beautiful photography and stories about those adventures. So every other Sunday in the off season, we have a lecture on a different topic. And, and how many people do you get for something like that? 30, at least, at least 30, we can, our biggest capacity is 55. We've squeezed in 60 for some of these. So they've really? been really popular. Do you charge for them? We do. We have member rates and non-member rates. Oh, so you can become a member you here. You can become a member. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. Absolutely. And you get member rates for lectures Excellent. and classes and that type of thing. So we have memberships of different levels and those memberships help support the museum, sure. allow us to do this kind of programming, the boat building and that type of thing. Sure. Yes. Sure. So, uh, if I wanted to become a member, mm -hmm. how would I do that? Well, you can go online, of course, to uh, CapeCodMaritimeMuseum.org. Mm -hmm. We have, we try to have all of that. We don't try. We do have all of the information about memberships, donations, lectures, classes, history, all on our website. Mm -hmm. We also, anyone can join our Facebook page. We push a lot of our information through that. They can just call the museum. They can come oh. by and visit. Excellent. So all of that. Mm -hmm. We try to be very accessible. Oh, sure, mm -hmm. sure, sure, sure. I, I understand that. So what, how many people would you get here during the summer? you have any counts? Oh, it all depends on the weather. <laughs> if it's raining. <laughs> we love rainy days here at the museum. Oh, wait a minute. You're like every other single museum and attraction on Cape Cod. I know, I'm not unique. Uh, so we can have a, a full house. It's a, it's a smaller museum, so a full house for us would be 30 to 40 people. Sure. We also have groups who come in. So And year-round, we have groups that come in from local kids? organizations. We have kids who come in, wow. school groups that come in, uh, senior organizations, uh, disability organizations. Mm -hmm. So we regularly have groups from all of those different areas. And we offer group rates. We offer a docent tour. So if people want to come in and have something a little extra, they can give us a call and we can make all those arrangements. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a pretty steady stream. But I will say, if it's a beautiful beach day, we get it. But we also have our capo, Sarah, who goes out on the water. So oh, if people nice. wanted to be on the water, they could come down and take a sail on her. So, oh, that'd be really yeah, fun. That would be nice. really fun. It is fun. Sure. It is fun. And again, everything's a little weather dependent, but we yeah. try to roll with that. Well, how do you like being, I mean, obviously we're, Cape Conversations is based in the Upper Cape. Mm -hmm, yes. Uh, in, uh, in Sandwich. Mm -hmm. So what's it like being in Hyannis? You know, Hyannis is the big town, you it know, for us big city. Upper Cape folks. It is. You know, there's Falmouth, but mm -hmm. Falmouth is way down there. But we all love Falmouth. <laughs> we all love Falmouth. Of course we do. <laughs> and Provincetown and Chatham. <laughs> right. So what do you, I mean, how, what's it like being here? Do you feel that you're getting more attention and, you know, does the town help you out or? The town is tremendous. Oh, is that it right? It is such a partner with us oh, and I can't speak enough. Now, one of the reasons why we exist is because 20, uh, 20, 25 years ago, the harbor that you see today was not really the harbor area that you see now. It right. was pretty much fishing and the ferry. Right. The town really wanted to develop this area around Azelton Park as a destination for visitors. And one of the ways that they saw as doing this having something like a museum. And at that time, uh, this was something else. Though. It was right. So it was anchor. It was an anchor boat shop, uh, repair shop. It was a teen center. It was a teen center. That's center. what I remember. So they just felt that the utilization of the building at the time didn't really promote visitor engagement. So at that same time, a gentleman, Bill Cook, who is one of our founders, who's still involved in the museum, um, and Cynthia Cole, who was the head of the Hyannis bid at the time, 
came together and realized that we really needed to have a place on the Cape that talked about the rich maritime history. Yeah. So they started to develop the whole idea of a Cape Cod Maritime Museum. And the town was looking for better utilization of this building. So it, there was an RFP, and so it, you know there were other people who were able to come right. in and make suggestions. And fortunately, the museum kind of won that bid, and That's they wonderful. were they were set up here to help develop the harbor as mm -hmm. a destination. Over the years, what we've seen is the you know the betterment of Azelton Park. We've seen the artist shanties, right. the whole walkway, the visitor well, Joe center. Joe was there. He was the first one there. Oh God, bless him! For so two that years, is he was down there. It's wonderful because it's really this whole area now just thrives oh, in the summer, oh, and yeah. we have the fireworks over the harbor in Lewis Bay this year, and it was maximum capacity oh, in the harbor area with the fireworks this year oh, on see, July 4th. Oh, see, but you 4th. have a parking space, I bet. You, <laughs> and some people may call in about that because <laughs> we had to be a little vigilant about our parking, but that did not prevent people from coming down and enjoying oh, Azleton Park. It was packed with people. And that whole energy just, yeah. and we love being a part of that. So the yeah. energy of Hyannis in the summer, particularly yeah. summer, is just at its peak. And right. it's great, and we love that. But like all of us Cape Codders, don't we just love it when it starts to be a little oh, bit quiet? Yeah, goodness, and we can take yes. our, our place back. And one of the things in my experience of the 20 years here on the Cape and seeing that is how could I adjust the museum's offerings to that type of feel? And so that's why we kind of move and shift our hours and we move and shift what we offer. So we know that uh, someone who lives here as a resident isn't necessarily going to have a reason to come to the museum to see the exhibits because the exhibits are going to be static for at least a year that we do right. turn them over. But why come here more than once? So I need to give them their why. And right. so that's why I changed the programming. I want them to come and take a class. I want them to come and learn a little bit sure. more about our history. I want them to come and engage in a different way than come and build a boat or come and see the restoration of our surf boat. So right. we have so much more going on here than people realize. And we're really looking to engage the local and the second homeowner beyond just the visitor who's coming to, to kind of while sure. away a day when it's raining. And if you're a member, you get notification of all this you get, stuff. You get all the notifications. You can sign up for our e-blasts. So we have an, a, a thriving email list. And we welcome you. You don't have to be a member to be on our, our email. So you can sign up for that through mm -hmm. our website as well. And then you get all the notifications. And so one of the things that we did that was new last year, we've always had an art gallery. So where we're sitting now actually includes our art gallery as well. Uh, in the past, when we've closed in the winter, we've kept the art gallery dark. Last year, I was like, oh, you know, if we're might as well light it up. So what can we do? And I said to the board, well, what if we bring in some local artists? Mm -hmm. Well, this had not really been done to a huge extent in the past, and th but they were like, sure, why not? Yeah. So we actually uh, gathered 12 different local artists to come in and show in the gallery nice. throughout the winter. It was a huge hit. I mean, we had three art um, receptions. They were packed. People came. They were free. They can, came. They saw all different types of art represented here, all by oh, nice. local artists. Excellent. And it was... I'm um, going to tell my husband to get in contact with he you. He should, because <laughs> we are doing another local art exhibit mm -hmm. this winter, and uh, we welcome people's inquiries into that, because we really want to represent the talent on the Cape. You know, how are we all connected to the water, and how do we express that? And sure. we can express it through model boat building and Exhibits, but we also express it through art, and that's what a we really wanted to demonstrate. So we had really a lot of fun last winter with oh, that. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, as a member or someone who just decides they want to sign up for our email, again, uh, I'd love everyone to be a member. It helps support the museum and our continuation of being mm -hmm. able to tell the history 
and the future of maritime on Cape Cod, but you're not obligated in order to find out what's happening here or to be able to come and do it. Okay, so now the big 400th is coming oh, up. Oh, yes. So exciting. are you going to have anything to do with of that? Of course we are. Okay. <laughs> how good of me to ask. Well, how good <laughs> So we will have a exhibit on mm -hmm. the Mayflower. Um, we will have our spin on it. So coming from the magazine and storytelling business, I always challenge my staff with what is the story that we can tell that no one else is telling right so i don't want to reveal any big surprises and it's no. it's not revolutionary but what we're really looking to do is to add to the stories that others are telling because there are many people regionally right. who are telling this story absolutely we well, have, and it is a big i mean it is a big deal it and is people, a big people, deal but it's funny to me because people in the Midwest think of Virginia as where everybody came in, the Virginia colonies first, but it wasn't. Well, that you say that, I was with cousins from Ohio last weekend, yeah. and I brought it up because one of them was a school teacher, and I said, so what are you doing for the Mayflower 400th? And she went, huh? And yes, I said, that's what it's I'm saying. this year. And I was flabbergasted, and then I realized I live in this, you know, this yeah. world of the Cape and New England, where this is a hugely significant event. I just saw that as an opportunity, and I told her to go to our website. I told her about the Plymouth 400 website. I said, you need to find out more to bring that into the schools and right. in Ohio. Right. And of course, we hope that everyone does across the country right. because it was the beginning of the decision to establish you know, colonies here, to right. establish ourselves here um, in the United States. And we are going to approach this from how, does, how did that work with the indigenous populations. Sure. So we are weaving all of those stories together. And in fact, our curation staff is, is speaking now with someone who's helping us make sure we do that. Oh, so that's wonderful. It is. So would you talk to the Wampanoags or Wampanoags? That's what we're doing today. Is that right? Yeah, that's okay, right. about how they did their car right. boats and what have you. Exactly. So we're, we're looking at all the opportunities to, to bring that story together because it's a, it's a whole story. It's yeah. not just, it never, there's never one side to a no. story. No. There are many people and right. many pieces that make it work that's or not wonderful. work. So that's what we're doing. That's yeah, really we're really terrific. excited about it. <laughs> I'd be excited too. We're I think. excited about a lot of the things. We're also doing a big uh, exhibit on shellfishing. So that really? will be, and that will start in December. Um, and we're going to have a shellfishing, I don't want to say expo, but we're going to have a day where we have lecturers come in and people talk about shellfishing and how you can get involved as an individual or, or how you can understand the industry and where it's going on the Cape. So it is a huge part of, of our economy. And so we want to make sure we represent that and we're going to be doing that in a meaningful way. We did a show down in Falmouth actually mm. for um, a group, a, a group, I, oh I can't remember the name because it's been a couple of years ago now and in one of the, uh, I call them inlets, whatever, you know how mm -hmm. Fal oh, Falmouth yeah, has those, those fingers, fingers out yeah. to the water. In one of those uh, they were doing oysters because they were cleaning it. Yes, that's right. And exactly. People, and, and I always, I mean, I learned, a, learned all about it then, obviously. Of course, did I retain it? No, but okay. some of it, I, <laughs> I understand that it can do it. They bring in the bad stuff, spit out good stuff. That's right. Uh, but I, I was wondering, so will you touch upon that yes. about the, you know, about the ecological? Yes. And so that's a whole other area that hasn't been explored to its full potential, which is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. The whole idea about, um, how the how the water and, and the things in the water, like the shellfish, yeah. contribute to our ecology. Also, 
about the environment and how we, it's all a symbiotic relationship. We're not looking to be political, we're looking to be informative. Yeah. So when we look at the environment, we look right. at climate change, we look at how the oysters play we in there. We may all need a boat. <laughs> we, that's right, we may all need a boat. We're, we're not taking any kind of political stance, but what we feel is if you educate and you, you understand right. your history, you understand different impacts, you can look at different viewpoints, you can then make your own decisions about how you want to conduct yourself in the future. And that's really what we are very interested in because we all have to preserve what we have here Absolutely. on the Cape yep. and, and the waters that yep. surround us. We are all stewards of that. Yep. And the more, more you know, the more you can make good decisions for yourself. So Excellent. we will be doing more and more of that kind of education Excellent. as you move forward. That's excellent. Yeah, it's okay, exciting. so I want to be a member. What do I do? You sign up. You can you can come out to the front desk with me now <laughs> and write okay. a check. Or like I said, you can go online, which okay. may be the easiest way to do right. it. Uh, we Cape, have Cape Cod Maritime Museum.org. And we have a membership button, kind of a join button, or a donate. So we also are a nonprofit so, um, and we are supported by our so donors. So if somebody out there says, I don't really want to join, but I want to give them 10 bucks yes, or 20 bucks they or 50 bucks. They absolutely can do that. They can go on the donors. 100,000 bucks. Yes, we take that. We take everything and appreciate it all on the same level. Excellent. So, That's wonderful. And they can all do that. Again, people can always call us. I know not everyone's comfortable yeah. doing things online, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. We, there is usually here someone seven days a week, whether we yeah. have our doors open or not. We're always here doing something. So people call. They can come in and visit us right. and do it right at the front desk. They can go online. Yeah. So we try to make all of that as accessible as possible. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Liz. Yes, Melinda. See, that didn't kill you. Yeah, no, it did not kill me. It was actually quite fun. <laughs> Well, again, Always. we've known each other a hundred years. Have. Actually, I've been here longer than you. I've been here. I will be here thirty. I've been here thirty-nine years. God bless you. I know. Oh, God God bless me. Right? <laughs> How did I end up here? Anyway, I'm that's for a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show. I'm just glad I ended up here today. Thank you. Me so too. Good to see you. Nice to see Take you care. too. Take care. Liz Rabideau, wasn't she terrific? Executive director of the Cape Cod Maritime Museum, located in Hyannis, Massachusetts, right here on Cape Cod. Everything you want to know about boats and maritime history, everything you want to know is right here in this building. So I'm glad you joined me today, and I'll see you next time on another Cape Conversation. Cape Conversation is a Sandwich Community TV podcast hosted by Melinda Gallant. You can listen to her and all of our other audio shows through Spotify at Sandwich Community TV, or directly on our website at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org. Stay tuned for future content.